this week on Invasion of the Podcast. What happens in Vegas? Well, we're going to tell you about it. Plus, what new fall TV will make it? And we talk about the big one that didn't make it. And I test Joe's uh, fictional, functional uh, alcohol knowledge with International Drink of Beer Day quiz. We bring you this special radio television broadcast in order to give you the very latest information on an amazing phenomenon. The arrival of a spaceship. Just a minute, ladies and gentlemen, I think something is happening. Flying saucers have invaded our planet. People of Earth, attention. It's the invasion of the podcast. The whole world is under attack. Can it survive? And welcome uh, back to Invasion of the Podcast. We're taking over the world one listener at a time. I am Paul Browncoat Stedman, and to my left, as always, is Joe. You can't take the sky from me, Peters. Uh, yeah. Any indication of what we were talking about in the intro? Yeah, we're not, we're just ruin that right now. So, um, yeah, I feel like we got a lot to talk about. Uh, we we've been gone. This is our, our longest break that we've had uh, at the, from from you guys because uh, we were. Uh, many, many time zones away. Well, not many, I guess three time zones away. Uh, in Vegas, um, I was there last week. Uh, Joe joined me a little later in the week, uh, and I, I got married uh, uh, to to Mary, who you've heard on the show here and there. Um, and even though I still do I this fe- podcast, she still wanted to marry me. I feel like that could have been a good serenade song. Like, Mary to Mary. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, Vegas, I mean, I, I'm sure people have been out there before. It was my first time going. So... Joe sees me come walking up, um, and just my head full of steam because I had been out there since Sunday. He gets there Wednesday, which is the day I'm getting married. So, like, less than like what two hours before we're supposed to roll to the ceremony, I, I find you, and mm-hmm. you're like, "How you like in Vegas?" I was like, "Not so much." Like, <laughs> I felt yeah. so bad. I'm like, "Oh no!" Yeah, because like, this is like Joe's Narnia slash Disneyland slash it is at uh, heaven it's Sin City. I love Sin City. Yeah. Um, I so the frustrations were just that uh it well one I was just waiting to get this, the the wedding out of the way not because it wasn't important to me it's just that the sooner that was done then I feel like that that weight was off our shoulders and then we could go have some fun afterwards um but it was just more like there there's some things that I should have known better and if you had told me before I left I've been like oh yeah it's not going to be that bad but things that really stuck in my craw uh were like every time I turned around it felt like every single thing was trying to get every single dollar out of my pocket no matter what it was oh yeah. And it's like it's just like oh an escalator do you do you want to put money in the escalator I probably I probably could drop some quarters in the escalator but it's like every single person that you talk to if you weren't handing the money they did not care to talk to you that's it, what kind of it felt like so that was a little that 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 started to wear me down a little bit over the course of the week and then also um, the the day before uh, you guys came out there uh, <laughs> I was walking down the strip. Uh, with with Mary, who you know, the the wonderful the wife that she is that I now have and uh, to hold, um, said yes to a timeshare presentation, oh. and just the, I just, think I think that would ruin my opinion of Vegas too. If that oh was my like goodness, my first, it, just, like, it killed me. Yeah, I was so pissed off. Like, because we were just walking down, we were going to go because like. I'm not a big gambler, and we'll talk about that more in a second because uh, one of us is a big gambler. Um, so while we're walking along, 
every single time, it just felt like every person said hello to us. The next question is, oh, are you guys here together? Okay. Do you guys have matching addresses on your licenses? And I knew what was coming. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. Because it was always like, do you want free tickets to a show? I'm like, those aren't really free. And so, but what what got this got us into this one was that there's gondola rides <laughs> available at the Venetian Casino and Resort, and also tickets to the Wax Museum. Two things that Mary wanted to do. Her eyes lit up, so we mm. were in for two hours of hell. Is mm. what happened, and just got pulled in. It was very much like like going to church with the buddy, mm. and the buddy was really excited that you're there. And then he's like, "Well, why don't why don't you want to join our church now?" I'm like, "Well, I don't really want to give ten percent." It's like, "Well, then can you give five percent?" I'm like, "Not really." I don't, this isn't really the kind of church for me. It's like, well, did you want to go to heaven? I'm like, yeah, I'll find my own way though. They're like, but you get to sign a contract now with a 45 year commitment to this church. I'm like, no, I am good. And it was one of the most miserable experiences I've ever had so, in my life. I think, and this is like, I've been tempered because I've been to Vegas like six or seven times, but like, so you've had the soul beaten out of you. No, well, I've been had the soul beaten out of me, <laughs> but I've, I've kind of learned the city a little bit. So yeah. like I was the same way when I first got first two times when I got there, I was just like, oh my gosh, the money. Oh no. Like, like I think a good example of like me kind of being tempered a little bit was when we went downtown and I remember we were walking and this guy points at me that's like at some like t-shirt or hat stand and he's just like kind of waving me in and I'm just like ah yeah no piss off and I just kept walking yeah like no like you, like I'm not gonna get sucked in by something like that like I get the tourist like net that people throw out to try and pull you in there I mean it's not as bad as like some places where people just walk up and they put bracelets on you and it's like congratulations you bought it yeah you know like that type of thing like you know I'm not gonna name countries Mexico but um <laughs> like it's not as bad as is like that where oh. you kind of get duped into stuff but like as long as you kind of like you know pay like like I remember at the end of the the stint we went to to brunch with uh with sarah and tom and they did the um the photo and it was like is it free and the consideration and like you know to me if that had come up to me and they were like we're gonna take some pictures for for memories and i'm like you can snap away yeah i'm like that don't mean i'm gonna buy them yeah and that was like the one time where you actually so every time anybody walked up to you with a camera you just knew there's gonna be a photo booth somewhere also why do you need a photo like thing while you're sitting in a Mexican restaurant. It was a nice Mexican restaurant. Like, yeah. I liked it a lot. It was in the middle of a casino. I don't need a memento of my time that I had a breakfast burrito at like a place like that. Like it just yeah. felt really odd. But they actually did give us a photo as like as a souvenir. Yeah, that was nice. And it was. But I was still waiting for like the other shooter drop because everywhere else it's like, hey, you just exited this restroom. Did you want a photo of your experience? I'm like, no, I'm good. You know, like yeah. And and that's so that was kind of that kind of got to me. Um, just the amount of people not giving a shit where you were going versus where they were going. I understand it's a bigger, it's a, it's a city. It's busy. People want to get, they want to get to the thing that they're going to spend money on next. But like there was very few shreds of human dignity that was spread around. Like, and that was, that kind of got to me after a while too. You get, um, you get a lot of people like where they're like, um, like trying to get the, like, like free show tickets and then then the timeshares and stuff. Cause there was a couple of people we walked by, I remember. And they were like, Hey man, you want to, you want to go to the grand Canyon? You want some free show tickets tonight? And I'm just like, no. And I'm like, there are good deals out there. Like if like tickets, tickets for tonight is pretty decent. But when you go to tickets for tonight, there's a line. Yeah. So there's, People know. There's a reason there's a line because it is kind of a deal. But like if this dude who's giving away free tickets for, for, for a show tonight 
was legit or there wasn't some type of catch, he'd also have a line. That's true. Yeah. Um, so, like, you know, usually anybody you, like you walk by, because I know there's always people right in front of the Cosmopolitan by Bond right off, right after you get off that escalator, remember, from the Bellagio? Yes. There's always, like, four or five people there. We were across the street in front of um, Planet Hollywood Yeah. whenever that we got approached. Yeah, Planet Hollywood yeah. usually gets peppered with people like that, too. Yeah. Anywhere you can kind of see people congregate to like attack people even the people in the costumes like the chewbacca costumes and stuff like that there's nothing wrong with those people but those people usually kind of are congregated around the time sherry type free stuff people so there's always a spot and those are like the spots because i think like some of the some of the resorts actually shoo those people away from their entrances well not where we were staying like the elevators to like in the casino resort uh where we were at they were literally there. It was like a hospitality desk right there, and like oh. we were getting we were getting harassed constantly walking in and out of there, yeah. like in in the place where we were staying, and it was like I almost I almost pulled like a Clark Griswold or like just walk up and just like just, just sock him in the face and just walk away. Like I was really really surprised that as we came back from from getting married, I was wearing a tux like like the the only time since prom that's happened, and Mary's wearing her wedding dress. I'm surprised it didn't be like, oh, you guys are married now. Hey, have you thought about you know getting a timeshare? <laughs> I was going to start just wearing a blue streak at him if that would have stopped me right then and there. It wouldn't have surprised me though. But oh. I, I, I'm talking about the negatives. The pauses where Joe was out there with his girlfriend, and we we really really appreciate that. Uh, he took much better photos than the wedding chapel did, so we also appreciate that. Uh, we I had a lot of fun. Not I can only say this once in my life. There's only so many people, so many people I know that will buy me a football full of alcohol so I can I, walk around Vegas with it. I don't even know how much alcohol is in there. Like I was <laughs> I was regaling a couple stories. Like no, like like after we left O'Shea's, I kind of I blacked out a little bit, <laughs> and that's part of the reason why I lost a lot of the money I won. <laughs> Because, like, I remember we left, and I'm just like, I'm up. I'm like, I got drinking money. And then it turned into, like, like I think we sat down at Treasure Island, and I'm just like, I don't know how much I lost. And I just, I don't know, I was tired. Well, I found out later that supposedly you told the guy behind the counter, like, yeah, triple whatever. Like, you were asking for, like, a mass amount of shots put into this football. Yeah. And I wondered why I wasn't able to function very well the next day. Well, I, I vaguely, after you told me that, and I kind of, like, somehow, like, you know, the little the, like like Amy Poehler it went in my head and found the memory thing, <laughs> the, and, the, like, the memory balls, the memory balls, <laughs> and like she was like, "Oh yeah, this is it. Remember?" And I was like, "Oh yeah, I remember at the I think it was a Fat Tuesday." And I looked, and um, they had a sign up. It was just like add a shot. Add a second shot. Add a third shot. And I'm like, you can add three. Let's add three. Yeah, I didn't realize that was that did me <laughs> in. Um, and so, but yeah, it was a lot of fun with 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 you guys. And I had some other friends come out uh, from from Ohio, and then one of our friends came in from New York. So that that in itself made the whole day a lot better. And the like, not that not that I didn't enjoy my time with just Mary and I, because it felt good to also have a minute before people come rolling in to kind of get a, like a bearing of what was going on. Because we like her and I, we went. Um, we saw Penn and Teller. Uh, Monday night, which that was a dream of mine. Wonderful show. Really got to meet them. It was awesome. Um, I could not recommend that highly enough. It blows my mind how I know that they're doing tricks. So I know it's all sleight of hand and misdirection. I it just to see it live, though. It's just like you, you want to stand up and run out because you think the devil's in the room. Like it's just it's ridiculous the things they do. And it was it was a lot of it was a lot of fun. Um but yeah, just like just seeing Vegas, seeing um the older part of Vegas, like this the little, little bit more sleazier part of Vegas with you the last night we were there. That was a lot of fun too. Um I uh I I may go back again 
I, I, if I do, I'll plan it differently next time, just in terms of like what I what I'd like to do and what I like to get out of it. I think um, uh, the third time I went was a lot was probably one of my favorite times because I feel like I had the two under my belt and I knew the lay of the land. I knew what I hadn't done. I knew what I did do that I liked, and I kind of was like a little more confident. And then that's when I really started to like it. Yeah. Oh, and one other thing I would mention too, real quick. We were at um, oh, what was it, the Mirage, where <laughs> they have uh the Siegfried and Roy, yeah, the, the okay. secret habitat, yeah, secret habitat, which isn't really secret. You pay money to get in, so there's no secret there. Anyway, one half is dolphins, the other half is like tigers. It's like I. I don't understand where the dolphins come into play. Like the tigers, I get that. Like, I think I think it was just a habitat that they had used as an excuse to have dolphins there. But it's actually a marine biologist habitat where okay. they they people who are going to school for that can go there because they do shows. But like I was reading that they they actually have like classes there for those people that are. Okay, well that makes sense, biologist. but it just felt like it just felt like surf and turf to me. It just felt like you just yeah, like, oh, you want you want to eat a dolphin, you want to eat a tiger, it's fine. Um, but the one thing I'll say, there was one of the white white tigers that was there as we were walking along, taking a look at it. It it was eyeballing one of the workers, and it did like the house cat thing where it stared at the worker. Like this girl was just going along, like sweeping, and she looked at the tiger and was kind of like talking to it because I mean she must travel the circuit all the time, and it snuck up and was trying to hide behind a tree and it had like it was all crouched down, like looking like a cat does. Like, it wasn't going to attack, but it was more like, I see you. And it was, yeah. like, really weird to see, like, this house cat mm-hmm. behavior in a really large white tiger. Yeah. yeah it, was, that, it, was, it was funny, but it was also, like, there's, if there wasn't a fence here, you'd be dead. Yeah. I had I remember I had a similar experience at uh, Animal Kingdom and Disney because they had a tiger habitat. And I remember watching one of the tigers do the same thing, like a house cat. Like, they he, he squanched down, and he's kind of, like, shaking his butt, <laughs> like, watching one of the other tigers just minding his own business. And you knew it was coming, and he just ran and tackled him. Like, and you're just like, oh, they're just playing, like, house cats, only, like, they would murder anything else that did. It was like... Yeah. yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, there, there was a lot of a lot of fun stuff. Uh, but also, just, like, the, the, the culture shock and sticker shock. Mm. Is something that like I just will be more mindful of, and um, that makes me sound like some, I'm some kind of bumpkin from the Midwest. But I don't know. It was just it was different. It is what it is. Oh, uh, dude, the first time you go there, all stuff like I remember the first time I went there. I went to the Venetian, and like like my brains blew out the back of my head when I went to the shops. I was like, "Am I inside? Am I outside? <laughs> How is the sky in here?" And yeah. you know, now it's just kind of oh, yeah, it's pretty in here. Yeah, so uh, it was a good time. Uh, th- th- nothing else really. I mean, other than the getting married part, which was nice. Yeah. Um, uh, so I do. I do. I'm happy that Mary said yes, and, sh- and she's happy that I didn't say anything stupid during the ceremony. So uh, anyway, uh, thanks to the people that came out, and uh, that was that. So we're back now. So enough about like being grown ups and talking about you know drinking footballs full of of, of liquor. Uh, we should just get to the news. everyone so this is going to be a little marvel heavy surprise surprise but this is what this feels like what's going on right now like i know so real quick uh first season of supergirl is on netflix you said you watched the first episode i watched the first episode i i didn't mind it as much um you know other than they had to remind us that she's a female superhero every five minutes um because juggling life yeah. responsibilities yeah. and being a superhero she's a girl she's a girl she's a girl <laughs> Because she's yeah. a girl. I'm like, yes, she is close to Flockhart. Yes. Oh, yes, she is DOA age. Oh, you're right. She's she's a superhero, female superhero. You guys are very observant for the eighth time. Um, I liked it. I thought it was pretty cool. Like, uh, it, it, 
it felt I, I mean, I haven't really gotten into and I'm gonna try to keep watching it, but um like I wanna get caught up with it because I know it's gonna be the second season starting and I'm excited to see them intertwine the universes together. Yeah. So um, you know, if we could just get a Batman, um I'd be happy. But uh <laughs> gonna have to settle for uh Oliver hopefully killing people again. But there there's no reason why with the way they're introducing the whole um, Flashpoint thing, and they also acknowledge Supergirl is in a different different uh, Earth yeah. than um, than the Flash is normally because there's that crossover episode. That right. I want to. I do want to watch that at least just to see the crossover one. Um, there's no reason why you can't do an alternate Batman. Like do do a Thomas Wayne. You don't have to go as dark as Flashpoint, but do something. Oh yeah, yeah. They could. You know, to- that it, would be really cool if they yeah. somehow pulled that off. I don't think they could because I bet you. Fox totally snagged all the TV rights to. No, I think Warner Brothers themselves says you can't actually have Batman on TV. I think that's what they're really kind of saying. Because I'm sure. I'm, I think the CW, uh, you know, think tank was like, "Hey, can we please get Batman here somewhere?" And I, I think they keep saying no. Yeah. And I that's I don't understand it, but no. yeah. Um, but I don't, yeah. I don't know. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, oh, the the crossover stuff. Yeah, I I'm, I'm pretty excited for that. And you know, um. I like that they actually stopped teasing around and actually cast a Superman. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, I, I mean, just I I trust that now that they I mean it's probably going to be a little lower budget, uh, but at the same time though the CW like I think they're going to be more like what I've liked about the CW DC shows is that even though I feel like Arrow sometimes got to be a little relationship heavy in terms of like that type of side, I do like that they treat all the characters kind of, they give them their moments, they make them, it makes it kind of fair across the board. And you, you give a shit about most of them, mm-hmm. um, except Laurel, no one cares about her. But uh, mm-hmm. I feel like now that they're, they're going to have a chance to probably let these let this kind of like, you know, grow a little bit and be more of a CW show than it ever was a CBS show. Yeah. And having a female lead in one of those shows isn't exactly, that's not a bad thing. I mean, granted, Arrow's over time has had like a really strong female cast. You know, like it seems like everyone's around to support Holly and they do a good job of that. But to actually have a main character. Yeah, I guess Legends of Tomorrow does that too a little bit, but that doesn't feel like there's one main character there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there you go. There's your DC love for the week. Uh, I just want to mention real quickly, new Doctor Strange trailer, TV spot. It's about a minute long. Shows some new stuff. Shows some kind of odd humor between Doctor Strange and um, uh, what's what's the bad guy's name? Uh, I, it's uh, something Hannibal Taj. Lecter. Yeah, it's something Taj. I don't remember it. <laughs> um, um, but uh, you know, I was telling you, and uh, I, I on the way back from Vegas, I I got caught up on uh, all the current Doctor Strange books, um, written by Jason Aaron. Very good. I love Jason Aaron's stuff. Uh, but I highly recommend if you're looking to read a comic and you're excited about Doctor Strange, pick up. I think the trade paperback is out. It's like ten issues. Uh, it it takes off from after. Secret Wars, and it basically explains Doctor Strange trying to save magic. Okay, um, so you get a lot of like cameos from other mystical characters. I mean, you get you get Scarlet Witch, you got magic from the X Men. Um, I'm trying to think who else. Uh, Doctor Voodoo. Um, there's a lot of people that intertwine and pop in to try to help him save magic. Oh well, not not the character magic, but actual magic and mystical energy in the world. Hmm. So. Uh, yeah, I'll have to check that out. I, but I, the the more I see a Doctor Strange, the more excited I get for it in the sense that it's like it's world building, but also world bending. It's like it looks like it's going to be a trippy well, in like, a really good way. I liked in the TV spot where Wong says the Avengers protect the world from physical threats and we protect it from mystical threats. Yeah. I so think it sets it up as like they're they're just as more as yeah. important, if not more 
Um, so I dig that. And, uh, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, and tying into part of another news thing is Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. started back up. That's what I was about to mention, and yeah. And they segue Ghost Rider into more of the mystical universe of the Marvel Universe, which... I was really, I was. We really, were apprehensive about Ghost Rider was, being with Agents of Shield. Yeah, because one, I want Ghost Rider to be as dark and gritty as Daredevil could be, and I don't feel like they could get away with that on ABC. Even though the pilot up, no, I don't say pilot episode. Even though the th- first episode of the is it the third season, fourth season, fourth season, fourth season, um, opens up and and there's some blood splattering and there's a yeah, lot of yeah because they're like, not ten o'clock at night they can get away with a little bit more yeah that's they're, so they're trying to go a little darker so and which they they need to with Ghost Rider but. Um, you know the special effects were on point. Like it was, it was cool to see him pop out as Ghost Rider. That car was on fire too. That was pretty badass looking. The car yeah. looked cool. I'm, I'm still gonna call him Ghost Driver, uh, because <laughs> he doesn't have his motorcycle. But th- I mean, that's Robbie Reyes. Like Robbie Reyes had a short run in the in the comics. Um, I want to say it was like only maybe ten issues. Uh, and oddly enough, I know he's a little different. What? Mephisto infused in him was like a spirit of like a serial killer. Okay. So he he didn't actually have the spirit of vengeance in him. He doesn't have Zarthos. He doesn't no, he doesn't actually have Zarthos and I'm hoping that they kind of change that for the show that they do talk on Zarthos because I think Mephisto's supposed to show up in the show. Well, I've heard the I thought that the rumor was that the Defenders was supposed to take on Mephi- uh, Mephisto the with their mini series. With um with Daredevil Iron, Iron Fist. Fist. Iron Fist is probably supposed to introduce yeah, so I don't know how they're going to do that with um either way, like it feels like ABC's taking a big like they're trying to say, "Hey guys, Ghost Rider's in this" cuz he it's basically it looks like he's an agent to shield from like all the all the promo images. It's like is he an agent? Is it a- Agent Flamehead? Could you no. go out there and take care of some uh some business for the US government? But um I, I mean, it, even if you're not an Agents of Shield fan cuz I dropped off in season 3 of Agents of Shield and I was like, "Ghost Rider, I want to see if how they do Ghost Rider." Um, the fight scene with him and Quake in the first episode was, was pretty pre- solid. pretty cool. Yeah, and the transformation was a lot of fun. And and like I watched a special feature about how they wanted to mocap the skull and like the the headpiece that um, I can't remember the guy's last name. It's Gabriel something. The guy who's playing Robbie Reyes that they built where he's wearing like this this ski mask. And it's got tons of LED lights on it. Okay. So, like, they can control the LED effects. So, it could be, I mean, obviously. So, you get a, the reflective light off of the, yeah, the jacket and everything else. He's emitting else. light. So, then, you know, and then they, they do the post work with the CG. And they actually get his facial features. Because if you notice, if you notice in the show, like, the skull actually had, like, like emotion and, like, it did, like, facial features. Okay. So, granted, it's not as a, uh, a, a authentic of a human skull. But then the artwork that they used for that Ghost Rider character if you look up the uh, the Robbie Reyes run, um, it wasn't very. It was a lot of it was very sharp. Like yeah, it, it looked it, it looked more like an actual mask. It looked like a mask versus yeah. like an actual skull. But I mean, it looks cool. Yeah, I dug it. I, I was telling Joe when I watched it, he felt very, very Bruce Banner in the way of just like he he knows there's the other presence and like there's a point where he was trying to get information from somebody. He's like, you could talk to me or to the other guy. And it's just like, that's kind of, it's like a Mark Ruffalo kind of toss off, but it's like, I liked it where mm-hmm. it isn't like he, I mean, he knows, he knows what's going on, but he isn't trying. I, I mean, we don't know his whole story yet, which I'm excited for this because I feel like I just really hope they don't stall out um, in the middle of the season and drag out whatever they're going to do. Yeah, um, me too. But I feel well, like I feel like Ghost Rider is going to be a part of the whole season. I feel like they could be kind of hinting that the mystical whatever's going on is going to be the bulk of the fourth season, and I'm excited for that. And they also introduced uh, life model decoys 
um, which they really haven't called them that yet. Yeah, the the, the but, decoys that you see in the, the Fury used a yeah. lot of those. In the comics, Nick Fury was always a life model decoy because he would get into some stuff and then like, oh no, Nick Fury just got blown up. Be like, nope, that was a robot. Yeah. Like, really? The whole time? The whole time. So I feel so. like you like if you didn't watch much of season three, you don't really need to. They got you off the speed pretty quickly. Yeah. Like what's going on. But I just, either way, I just want to say Ghost Rider looks badass for TV. And I was really worried that Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. would not handle it well. And it feels like it's in the right hands. And also, like, your Johnny Blazes and, and Danny Catches, like, they, they could still be out there. You don't have to, well, like, he, you could still save them for um, something else. There was a there was a female Ghost Rider. Uh, I can't remember her name, but I remember she was mentored by, I think it was Johnny Blaze. It was either Johnny Blaze or Dan Catch. But um, I remember I, them taking a mentor role uh to somebody else having the spirit of vengeance. It's like you got to get the pilot light right before your head, right. like, you know, <laughs> right. you still want gas all over the place. You know what? You, you know, just... G- give me some chains on fire and give me a pen and stare and I'm <laughs> they, totally sold. They start you off the bicycle chain and yeah. then they slowly move up. It's like you go to Home Depot. It's like, here's the different gauges of chain. It's like, we'll work there. We'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah. All right. So, so um, Luke Cage comes out this Friday. I'm sure we'll yeah. talk about that more. I do not want to try to binge it this weekend. That feels like it's going to be a no, lot. I, so we might space coming into out. October is going to be tough because of Halloween stuff. But yeah. I feel like a Luke Cage recap should come soon. Um, but I'm excited for it because I feel like I did. I did do this to both seasons of Daredevil and Jessica Jones where I watched them all in like a matter of two days. Mm. And like I mentally felt flat when I was done with all of that where I got to like that whatever episode 12 or whatever it was I'm like can I just be done with this now so yeah. I don't want to do that to Luke Cage oh, so yeah but, I'm gonna try and space them out too yeah so uh yeah it comes out Friday so check it out I'm gonna but I'll say that now and I'll end up watching it all probably on Friday probably. you'll be somehow. like I didn't know what to do this weekend and <laughs> Luke Cage just was like next thing I know I'm like sweet Christmas it's 5 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, other quick stories here. One, this is very, very, very important to me and to Joe as well. Um, there was a story that recently came out that um, the Capitol Theater, which is part of Cleveland Cinemas, uh, when they were originally getting a loan from the city to show that it could be financially viable for the area, the projected um, ticket sales per year was going to be a, roughly around 100,000 100, tickets sold for shows there, um, with 75,000 being like the break even. Right now, they're averaging about 50 a year, so that's not great. So I'm just going to tell everybody, please check out the Capitol Theater. I love it. Uh, it's, it's a great little theater. They do show mainstream movies and also other stuff as well. Uh, 12 Hours of Terror is coming up in two weeks. Go check it out. Go support them. Uh, Cleveland Cinemas, like, I love I – the, the Cedar Lee is amazing, and I think that's going to stick around. I mean, that, that's, that's always you know, yeah, um, doing well. Yeah, the Cedar well. always been doing well because I, I think they get um, – on the east side, they get a lot of like unique – well, and they also have eight it. screens, so it's easy to yeah. kind of program a lot of that. So with the the, the Capitol, they have three. The Capitol is such a nice theater. Um, like they they did they did step up. I, I mean, the seats are not like your 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 super comfy seats that you could pay tons of money to go sit in, but um, the sound quality is always really good there. Mm-hmm. Uh, they run 3D movies. They run specials like the Twelve Hours of Terror. Um, you know, go check them out. Uh, the area that they're located in is actually, I want to say, one of the most ideal uh, parts of the west side of Cleveland to go for a date night because you have, you have a great coffee shop over there. you got a pinball parlor. Um, I think, uh, is it uh, XYZ Taverns right over yeah. there? Chicken and waffles there are amazing. Like, I, if anybody's ever had chicken and waffles, you've got to try XYZ's chicken and waffles. If you haven't, go there, try it. They also have a great selection of beer there. Their pizza's pretty good. 
Um, so I mean, and it's it's just a nice area. So uh, if you're looking for something to do, dinner and a movie over by the Capitol is amazing. Yeah, and then also just like pay attention to their programming because they always have something interesting going on. Uh, like they do, they do their weekend shows. Like they alternate with uh, with them and the Cedar Leaf for the midnight showings. Yeah. Uh, but they also offer different things too during the week. Like I know mm-hmm. they did, they had, did a big Hitchcock thing recently too. So. Right, and they tie in with Cedar Lee and the Melt uh, Midnight Shift. Yeah. Uh, so like midnight movies or even classic movies, like um, you know, like people that listen to the show. I know you guys all have your favorite movies. We've probably talked about whether it's Ghostbusters, Fight Club. Um, RoboCop, whatever, uh, they'll run these movies in the theater again so that you know people can go see them and enjoy them on the big screen. And I know everybody owns the DVDs or whatever, the digital copies that they watch on their 40-inch or their 50-inch at the house. But, I mean, it's different if you're in the theater again watching that movie that you saw for the first time. So, yeah, some of that stuff I prefer to actually like, see in the theater just like just because it's a different experience. Yeah. And you can kind of feel like, like when, what was it? Uh, I've seen a number of movies at the, at the Capitol just because it's real close by. And I like the theater, but like a midnight showing of the Warriors was so much fun. Yeah. Because it just feels like you could watch that at home or you could see, I don't know, it's something, it's a different, it's a different type of magic in the theater. And like the 12 hours of terror, that's also a lot of fun where you got a, a packed house of people that are trying to stay awake for 12 hours, just watching nothing but horror movies. Some people fall asleep. They get woken up because someone yells because they got scared. It's a lot of fun. So again, I'm just saying if you guys have not had a chance, please support it because uh, uh, they have a window in 2017 to start picking it back up because otherwise then it, it may not you know it may not happen so that's why i wanted to mention that uh for our very limited be, uh, scope of influence here yeah i know so, we, we we can't go out there and, and and fix everything but if if a few people can you know that go out there listen to the show go to the capitol theater support your local cleveland cinema yeah. So, all right. Um, one last story, and then we'll get on to uh, main main thing here. Uh, so, so Joe, are you aware that there are a number of clown reportings across the country right now, like clown yeah. sightings? Yeah, I've heard about this. This okay. is pretty terrifying and weird <laughs> at the same time. Like, I, I like I, I laugh because the idea itself is so ridiculous, but then all it takes is for one to go bad. Like, like people get hurt or get killed mm-hmm. and it's like, then it's not fun anymore. But even now there's starting to be these weird signs of aggression, like clowns try to talk people into the woods, uh, like with like money or other things. Uh, there was recently a clown, a, a car full of six clowns that drove through a college campus, which they looked like they had weapons. Like this really, so like it, well, it's, every it's, story I've heard has has been that these clowns are not fun and people are people are already afraid of clowns that are afraid of clowns this is just taking it to a next level and you're right all it does is really take one guy to like walk over that line and then you got a nationwide story about some clowns murdering a college campus yeah um so uh for ohio i'll just mention the ohio story i found here around 2 a.m september 27th a woman called police in lancaster ohio uh, which isn't all that far away from here. It's you know it's not close by, but it's you know definitely what's like a clown car right away. Anyway, um, saying she saw someone dressed as a clown holding a large kitchen kitchen knife. Uh, police talked to with witnesses at the scene who said they saw two people dressed as clowns, one in a gold suit with a balloon, another in all black. Officers checked, but were unable to locate the clowns. Like I just that's the part that gets me too is that since people are dressed up, you can't get a good look at who they are. So everyone, all they could do is describe how they were dressed. It's like all that person has to do is get someplace, take that wig off and take the makeup off, and then you'll never know who they are. Mm-hmm. That's the creepy thing. But just like the fact that there's people just like they're taking the time to commit to wearing a clown outfit, 
putting makeup on. I'm sure like 99% of this is people just being like, oh, this would be really funny just to mess with people. But then, you know, then you just have the one. And I also feel like this is either really great timing or really poor timing with the It remake coming to theaters. I thought that got canceled. No, it's still being done. Um, so either this is the greatest viral marketing uh, ever, or just I don't an unfortunate it, coincidence that people are terrified of. I don't think it's a vi- I don't think it's a viral marketing, but I do think that it just takes the one wrong person to get on this train, and then. <laughs> um, are you are you afraid of clowns? Not really, no. But I, I, mean, I know people that are like like legitimately all things clowns they're terrified by. But I mean, like regardless of what someone's wearing, if they're just standing underneath a street life with a butcher knife it's still gonna make me nervous <laughs> that's true yeah you know um so uh, kind of related unrelated when we were in, in vegas and we mentioned this real quick we were at the wax museum uh i i knew that mary had a fear of mannequins like she also has a really big fear of wax figures and i'm like why'd you want to come here she's like because they look cool like there's one of um oh what's her name uh from glee uh the coach from glee jane lynch jane lynch i should know her name there's one of her and like mary's like taking a photo of it i'm like well let's get close to it and she would not get more than like two feet away from it she would not get any closer and there was visible terror on her face and i'm like why i was like it's not going to do anything she's like it looks so real i'm like that's the point so yeah she was legitimately terrified so i tried to take a photo i think i showed it to you she did not look happy at all. The best, them. the best. That I know. I love going to the wax museum because you can just pose with them, and it's just, you can come up with the, some of the greatest pictures. I have one I should put on the web page of me. Like I'm, I'm yelling at Ben Affleck, like basically, like what's wrong with you about Batman Superman? I just want to think so. Uh, but anyway, uh, there's clowns out there, so um, don't go near them. I, I guess that's really the the best. The, if they're offering you money or to go into the woods, I'd probably say don't do that. That's not a good decision. You know, I, I guess if, if, if you're if you have a flat tire along the road and there's a clown that pulls up, says need a ride. It's a 50 50 situation at that point. This is my challenge. Somebody finds some other like trope or costume to dress up in and you guys go get the clowns. <laughs> like if you find a clown, I want you to hog time, drag them into the woods. Like people start dressing up as like uh, college mascots or like cowboys. <laughs> just cowboys. Yeah. yeah, we'll just start. We'll just start the warriors. Yes, Screw I like it. it. Clowns that's how it and cowboys. Yeah, I like it. All right, so um, that's yeah, that's a, that's enough news. Yeah. Uh, so we'll get onto this. And now for our feature presentation. So um, fall TV, we talked about it a little bit already. Uh, that's that's not happening again. I so, yeah. Do we do we want to do we want to go down the fall TV list or do we do we want to talk about Firefly? Well, yeah. Let's just talk about Firefly first. So Firefly aired on September twentieth, uh, two thousand and two. Um, that was the first episode, and that was just last week, fourteenth uh, anniversary. Um, a lot of people. I don't know anybody who doesn't hold Firefly in high esteem. Um, that's given it a chance that's given it a chance yeah because yeah, there are people um you know like my girlfriend I, I was like i could never get her to watch firefly i'm like are you kidding me it's amazing uh i, <laughs> do, I you, do you remember that was one of our first bonding experiences was firefly was it but before I, we really knew each other i uh i know terminator into, was a bonding experience so well that's what that's when we started working together yeah Battlestar galactica oh well what was oh. so i walked in to grab serenity yeah. Uh, from from the the blockbuster that you were currently working at, and, and I did not know that I was fated to work out there myself. Um, and as I was getting ready to grab it, you're like, "Hey, hey, hey! Have you seen, 
uh, Firefly. And yeah. I was like, yeah, they're like, okay, then I can let you rent this because otherwise I wouldn't let you. Know, you're basically telling me like you can't well, watch this movie unless you watch the TV show first. I wasn't aware of the TV show. And like when I was working in Fairview Park, I Serenity had come out and it was a new release. And I'm like, I love sci-fi. This looks cool. Yeah. So I started watching it. I'm like, man, this is so good. And I mean, you know what happens at the end. <laughs> and then like after, like you can hit spo- hit spoiler alert. And I mean, you guys should have all seen You Fire know Fire why Fire they are really. called spoilers. So like Wash dies at the end of the movie. And like I start watching the TV show and I'm like, no, no, I love Wash. You can't take Wash from me. Yeah. You can't, you can't take this guy from me take, either. You can't take this guy from me. You can't take, <laughs> yeah. Um, you can, <laughs> you can burn Shepherd book and you can burn whatever. Yeah, you can you kill the rest of them. Don't take Wash. You can't take yeah. Wash from me. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so like, and I really don't know what it is about like Firefly that is so amazing. Yeah, what it, is it about one season of a show yeah. that went 14 episodes that were aired horribly out of order yeah, and they were not managed well by Fox whatsoever in terms of promotion and advertising. What is it about this one show that ended up getting enough attention to make a movie that then didn't make enough at the theater to justify any further exploration of that universe? Yeah. What is it about that that well, almost feels like, like I would love more Firefly, absolutely, but I feel like you have you actually have a complete experience. Like weirdly you do. Because that movie, we're talking about the TV show, I'm sorry, but the movie, like if you like, you watched it blind without seeing the TV mm-hmm. show, it's a complete movie. It is. It, but it, it actually solves a lot of like the mysteries from the TV show yeah, because, without you even realizing it. Well, like it's funny because like if you watch it out of order, like when I watch the movie and at the end when like River goes like hardcore, you're just like, oh, that's so cool. Yeah. And then like after watching the show, I'm just like, man, she would just be an enigma. Like watching the show, like if you hadn't seen that, like you go through the whole series or the whole season, and you're like, "What is going on with River?" And then, like at the end of the movie, you're just like, "Wow, she's just like this super badass, like that you didn't know." Like it's, I think there's like one episode where like she does something with yeah, she has hints of like things she's able to yeah. do. And the fact that she was like just a psychic battery that just absorbed all this unfortunate knowledge because of the higher ups around her mm-hmm. that wanted to see her. Because she was this beautiful freak type of thing, right? Yeah. Like, uh, but I mean, I, we keep jumping into the movie. But so the TV series, like, I, I can you think of a TV show that had one season that people still go on and on about right now? A U.S. TV show because U.S. shows don't normally do that. Like a lot of the British shows will run like a series and then they'll be done, or they'll come back into a second series. Like, like um. You know, like they're really good at saying, "Hey, you guys like this one show? Well, we have no other story for it, so we're not doing anything further." Not one season, but like, like even there's like, I think I think a lot of it comes from, like, if you ever do any background research with, um, like Nathan Fillion and Gina Torres and Alan Tudyk, like them working on the show, like they loved working on that show, like more so than I've read about any type of like movie cast or other TV cast. You know, it's like. They talk about how much they enjoyed their their company and their characters. Um, it sounded like every day was a joy to go to work on the the show. I mean, I'm sure there was its bumps and ups and downs, um, but um, you know, looking at like even when I used to follow Nathan Fillion on Twitter, and they would he would you know talk back and forth with a lot of the other cast members that were that he followed. You you felt a general genuine sense of like like friendship from all of them so i think that translated into their characters so well along with josh whedon writing it and like i remember like 
you know, uh, you know him telling like Nathan Fillion, he's like, "You're you're Han Solo, do your best Han Solo." <laughs> and I feel like like he did, he did, he did a great Han Solo, but he made it its own, his own. And like every person on that that uh, show was such a great character. I mean, aside from I feel like like Simon, like Simon was probably the only dry enough character, but that was his character where he just wasn't as fun as so many. But even then, you figured out why. Yeah, you know, and they gave him. He started loosening up a little bit towards the end of the season. But Mm -hmm. I like the only thing I could equate this to, just because of of how it happened, and then then they diverged completely. Is like the original Star Trek only lasted three seasons on TV, which at that time was a really low number of seasons for a show like that, and then it kind of just faded away. And then when they finally made the movie, that did so well. That kept the franchise going, yeah. but there was a large gap between the the TV series. There and was the about movie. three years. But, well, neither, but, well, for Firefly, but I'm talking Star oh, yeah. Trek was like the '60s, and the motion picture came out like what '78, '79, something like that. Mm-hmm. So there was a, like you know over over 14 years difference between that. So like that'd be like us getting a fi- like a, a Firefly movie now after that one season of Firefly. Like that would be it'd be weird, but I think people would. Do I don't mem- know. Do you remember uh, a couple years ago that, that somebody was running an April Fool's joke that Netflix Netflix was picking up Firefly? <laughs> people got so sad when it was a joke. Oh, that's so cruel. Like that. There's some good April Fool's jokes in that line of 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 uh, you know this is coming back. No, it isn't. Well, my favorite bit though, and I, I've never watched the show Castle. It's just not my cup of tea. But mm-hmm. there was a Halloween episode where at the very beginning Nathan Fillion was dressed up like Mal. And his daughter comes in, and it's like, "What are you? What are you dressed up as?" He's like, "Space cowboy." And it's like, "Dad, you wore that costume like five years ago." He's like, "I like it." Yeah, and it was like so. It was great to see him dressed exactly yeah. like like that. And I guess there was, I was reading. There's a lot of nods to Firefly and Castle, and actually a lot of direct quotes too. Like it just put out of context in terms mm-hmm. of what was going on. So that's that's kind of fun. Um, and I know he said that if he had, if he ever made it, like he ever won the lottery, he'd go buy the rights to start making that show again. So then people tried putting money together to get the rights. Oh man, and I'm sure. Like, I'm sure if 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 the right motivation was there, because I don't think Josh would jump back into it. Honestly, I think he's been chewed up and spit out so many times creatively by by big yeah by by big uh, by big media. But I have no doubt that a Kickstarter program for Firefly would just it would it would just it would cure cancer. Like people would just be like, yes, they would be like fry, be like, shut up and take my money. Yeah. But I I think there has to be certain things that fall into place other than just money with Kickstarter. I also feel like, too, that um, we've talked about this before on our I think we did a a, we did a Ben show around Thanksgiving last year Mm -hmm. where we talked a little bit about how like Family Guy and Futurama, like they they kind of spurned like the the whole not spurned but they kind of started the whole like we can bring shows back it's cool to do that now yeah like not just revivals but keep it going and i feel like firefly was just too far out to to benefit to get, to get picked up because it had that actually been just a few years later it could who knows what could have happened you know like well speaking of that um one of my favorite episodes uh was the revival episode of family guy just because the intro was and this will tie into like what we're going to talk about later is uh peter it's starting and like peter standing in front of the family he's like i got bad news guys we're canceled they're like no they're like why and be like well fox just doesn't have any more room for us he's like they have they have so many other shows slated like and like he just runs like just runs off it's like a two-minute dialogue of every yeah he's just like greg came between them greg the bunny like it's just like it It, it was every show that had gotten greenlit and canceled since family guy was canceled initially canceled yeah Yeah. 
Um, that was yeah, and then Futurama did a similar thing when they got greenlit to make those movies, quote unquote, mm-hmm. like um, that were basically like four episode arcs that they put together. Yeah, and they said that those idiots at the Box Network, and and then you see the B and it kept flashing and it just showed F like all the time, and you'd see like these guys in an office like just being dumb, and it's like, and Leela's like, what about all our fans? And it was actually just a bunch of actual fans like spitting, like it was just so on the nose, but it was so much fun, and it's like we have to what was it? Um, they ended up uh somewhere in the spaceship where it's like oh this is some kind of a channel some type of a comedy central channel it was like this whole big thing it was all it was so obvious yeah, but they, it was like they did a, yeah. futurama always did a really good job of meta jokes yeah like, so i um but yeah firefly though it's like i i can't think of another show that i so netflix is full of these things as well as hulu where you find these like these shows where it's like oh that looks interesting it's like all oh, that show is four years old and there's only 11 episodes that didn't really take off have you just watched anything on a lark where it's like I know this didn't get picked up further, and that's that? Um, oh God, yeah, I know I have. I don't know. I can't. I'm trying to think. Uh, I know I watched. I never finished. I know I watched some of the Dresden Files, uh, which stars uh, Laurel's dad. Laurel's right? dad, yeah, <laughs> with hair um, and a British accent. Right? Does he have a British accent? In that well, yeah, because no? I'm pretty. He's British. Yeah, he is. I just don't. But um, but like that was a really interesting concept. It was like it, it it reminded me of why I enjoyed Constantine so much. Constantine's another that's another one season. another one shot season I love, but they got rid of. Okay, so there's a good example. I was I was thinking of Reaper. I ended up watching that well after the fact, and that's the one with um, Tyler Labine and uh, oh who else is in it? But it was on CW for like two seasons, yeah, and the writer strike destroyed it. Mm-hmm. And I knew that the show was going to end on a cliffhanger, but I kept, I was like, I'm going to watch this all the way through. And I really, really liked it. And then I got to the end and I was like, curse you, writer's strike. And we're never going to get any more Reaper. But um, it was worth, it was worth watching because I really enjoyed what I saw. I won't say it's like, it was one season, but the Sarah Connor Chronicles, I, I didn't love but it was really starting to get its feet in the second season and then they just right underneath it like Shirley Manson is a T-1000 I was just like yeah I'm, I'm in and like you know finding out that she's actually not an evil Terminator and you're just like wait a minute and then like I don't know it got very like um uh teaching machines things and it was just interesting and it was it was becoming its own show it was kind of becoming its own thing and then they actually went into the future it was interesting because like what was it they because like shirley manson had a t-800 that she was reprogramming to do something to stop skynet and then sarah connor had john so it was like you had these two motherly figures and then you had the two i guess her, their sons and then somehow one it was uh sarah got stuck with um uh the terminator the t800 that shirley manson was rebuilding and reprogramming and then shirley manson and john connor got sent into the future so it was like they swapped okay and that was the end of the second season it was like oh god what happens like (laughs) i really i don't know i know some people probably thought that's that show was terrible but i was really kind of getting into it because i was really starting to be like okay it's starting to flush out some terminator lore yeah, so the other question here real quick is, like, is there any any shows out there that you're hesitant to start because you don't know if they're going to stick around or not? I don't want to say that I'm hesitant to start because they won't stick around. It's just some of them have, like, way too much uh, um, beef to them. There's way too many. Like, Supernatural. Like oh, well, I'd yeah. Lo- I'd I mean, love to burn through Supernatural. Like, I think I watched part of the first season, and then I'm just like, God, they're on, what, season nine or something? Eleven, 11. now, I think, yeah. Like, that's that's a tall order to go through. That was, um, uh, what was it? 
before before CW was UPN, and then what was um uh, the other one? Uh, WB WB that that's a WB show like that's still like before they combined that's okay. like that's like that tells you how old that's it what is. I still call yeah. the CW <laughs> yeah <laughs> show you, yeah show you how old I am yeah no uh, the CW's right but it's like but it was a WB show yeah. um so uh the only show that I in recent memory that I was like oh I'm gonna start watching and I, I hope they don't cancel it but it feels like if they're going to cancel it was that almost human show with Carl Urban oh yeah yeah, yeah I remember that it was a good show it wasn't the best show. But it was a good show, and it was going to get better, mm-hmm. and then they canceled it. Yeah. Um, and then you heard me last year talk about Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. I was just terrified that that was going to get canceled because it's such a unique show. And then not only did it get it renewed, then like she ended up winning like an Emmy. So it's like, hopefully it'll stick around for a bit. Man, Emmys don't get anybody anything. It anymore. doesn't, like, you know? But Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. like so. But in regards to Firefly, though, it's like, I, I loved it. When I watched it, it was funny. It was unique. Um I hate that goddamn theme song with a passion. I love the theme song. I hate song. the theme like, song. Like we're completely so on opposite sides I of the coin it. on that. I love the theme song. Um, and I and so and I know we have uh, some some people listen to the show that love Firefly. So I'm sure they're now going to seek me out and they're going well, to send, they're going to send a clown after me out of the woods to come get me. You know. know. Um, um, but I watched a, I watched an episode today on lunch and it was just funny because like it holds up so. Well, just the quips and like some of the line deliveries and I don't know, it's just and it's 14 years old. And the fact that, well, OK, so you have like uh, the space part of it, you know, it, it is what it is like. It's going to look OK. Um, the first time you, you see a transition without sound, it occurs to you, oh, shit, there is no sound in space. So that kind of makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. You see the ships moving around, which, again, when you get to the movie and they have that atmosphere fight with the Alliance and the Reavers and you hear everything because it's in the upper atmosphere, that's amazing because it's like you actually get to hear a space fight that's not in space. Um, that The whole transitions was interesting. And then also, too, like how it's a spaceship, but you walk around and you, like you see the different sets. And like they have the big table where they all meet for meals. It's very yeah. much like... The set was yeah. such a great character, too, because yeah. it's funny, like... Like, I've played, you know, I talk about how, like, I do tabletop role-playing games, and, like, anytime we've played a sci-fi setting, I always picture Firefly's set, because it's, like, it, it made so much sense. You had you had a mess hall, which was the living area, and it was very, um, uh, very functional for everything. Like, wooden crew. chairs and tables, though. Like, like, very, like... Yeah, and it had a lot of character, and then you had the, the cargo hold where a lot of stuff took place, and, and you had the engine room... Uh, which everything so, seems so interconnected. You had the two space pods, like the one that Anara lived in, um, and even the hallway where everybody's quarters were, like where they went down into their rooms. Yeah, like it seems so functional and made so much sense. Yeah, you know, I, I, I just I like the layout of of the Serenity ship. And I think also what helps it too is that. Uh, even though you have to forgive the idea that every planet they go to is basically a little West planet, but whatever, that's fine. Uh, I mean, how many Star Trek worlds were the same too? Yeah. Uh, but like, even though it's the future and there is space technology and there's all that, there's still you, you still have regular handguns. You still have fist fights. It's like that's a very Star Wars type of idea. Even though Star Wars is supposed to be a long time ago, yeah. It's still like as much as we move forward, there's still not going to be a lot that's going to replace the analog of these guys are on the fringe. They have guns, and these guns will do what guns do. You know, feel that that will never feel dated. Yeah, like because I mean, other than looking kind of like a western, which plus they had that know. good line of like good guys, bad guys thing where they would do 
the Robin Hood-esque type thing. Like, I like one of the first episodes where Simon gets on the ship, and he's all like, well, so what are we doing today? And, and Kylie's like, crime. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh. Yeah, I just no, I like that they were, they looked out for their own, but then against their better judgment there were times where they were just like okay fine this is the right thing to do mm-hmm. like mal was always the one like anar always kept him in check a little bit where he'd just be like i just want to cut and run that's like that's not the right thing to do there's still an honor to him and th- and that was another thing too that this is one of the few shows that you'll have that examines life on the on the side of a losing war mm-hmm. like what happens whenever you know like you, whether good guys bad guys whatever it's like your side lost how do you function in that society mm-hmm. and that's the whole brown coat thing right it's like that's that how they identified themselves so i don't know it's a cool show if you guys have not had a chance to see it i'm sorry we ruined some of that for you um i don't think telling you how serenity wraps up ruins any of firefly i think it's one of those things it's just like you go in um watch it start to finish it's not that long it's 14 episodes Watch it in the order that it was intended to, not the way that Fox put it out, which I was looking at the broadcast order. Mm-hmm. It made no sense. Mm. Um, it was completely jumbled. It was terrible how they, like the the original pilot wasn't even aired until like a month or two into like the series run. Like it didn't make any sense. So how are you introducing characters when you already know who they are? It was yeah. really, it was bad. Um, the only other show I could think of that was mishandled worse than that is the the Clerks cartoon. Mm. Do you do you remember that? When I it remember out? it. I didn't watch it. Um, only six episodes. Only two of them made it to air. I'm oh, sorry, four of them made it to air because the the first episode they aired was the second episode, and the second episode was a clip show making fun of clip shows that referenced the first episode. So it was like the whole joke of just like, oh, we're two episodes in now, we could do a clip show, and that was the joke. But since no one saw the first episode, none of those jokes made sense because they didn't see the first episode. Jeez. So I don't know what it is about TV students. Like, no, 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 we'll we'll mess up the order. It's fine. People will follow it. Um, so uh, we're going to talk about the the new TV here in a second. I'm going to mention a couple other shows that I feel like you mentioned Firefly. Um, is there anything else that comes to mind that's like a show that ended ended before its time that people still reference? Um, before its time, like I'm going to mention a couple here. You're going to be like, oh yeah, people talk about yeah, this go still. ahead because um, like my so-called life, people still talk about that show. Yeah, um, uh, for me, it like freaks the, and geeks, freaks and geeks. Yeah, was, was huge. I remember when that uh, was like everybody kept talking about trying to get freaks and geeks back, and a lot of those alumni from freaks and geeks went on to be huge. I don't want to say huge, but like big people in like the comedy circuit. Like anything, Hollywood. Judd Apatow did TV wise, never made it for some reason. Yeah, but all his people from that did well. They all, yeah. yeah, they all kind of like grabbed into Hollywood. Um, the original uh, live action Tick series that had um, Patrick Warburton as Putty was yeah. awesome, actually. And I know as, as Putty or as the Tick, as the Tick. I'm sorry, Putty, Putty <laughs> as the Tick, as Putty as the Tick. You're he right. Sorry, playing, he yeah. was playing Putty as yeah. the Tick. Um, that was actually really funny. Like that's on. Um, I think it's on Netflix now. If you guys have a chance to see that, please watch. It's it's really funny. I heard the new one's actually dark, but also funny. Uh, but the and the new Amazon one actually got picked up, so it's one of the series. So okay. um, uh, other shows that I liked a lot, uh, The Adventures of Briscoe County Junior. That's the one with Bruce Campbell's oh, Cowboy. Oh yeah, yeah. I really liked that show a lot. It was funny. I remember that. It was goofy. He, it was had a he had a lot of good stories because they filmed a lot of that in New Zealand. Um, like almost. At the same time as Xena, so like they would they would use a lot of pieces from the sets and just have to change a few things to go from the eras. Yeah. 
So I remember him talking and Hercules, I believe. So. And it was just fun though because it's like they would they would wink at history so much where like someone actually developed like um, denim for jeans and they actually made jeans for them. Like the first they're like, what are these? And they ended up like loving them through the episode. Uh, the first iterations of motorcycles and they're all laughing at it because they had rubber wheels. It's like that's not going to last. Like this whole thing and it was just really fun and it had this like fun adventure quality to it and it's it's freaking Bruce Campbell. It was very Indiana you know? Jonesy. Yeah, and I really liked it. It just it was paired up with the X Files, so you can't really. It was a weird back to back. Um, so yeah, anyway, uh, that was another one. There was the Andy Richter controls the universe. That was on Fox for I like a second. Show, yeah. I really, no one, I, I'm not saying people are clamoring for it, but I thought it was actually ahead of its time. Um, but yeah, there's a, and then also there's another one recently too. better off Ted. I think I've talked to you about that show before. It's on Netflix. Yeah. I see it made it, it two Netflix. seasons. It's really funny. Okay. Um, just, yeah, I don't know. Like it's, it's a, this guy, he is a working father, but he works at this company called Viridian dynamics that, pretty much is an evil corporation like you like they developed an office chair with this material that anybody that gets near it is constantly irritated but they made an office chair out of it and they call it the focus master so if people are sitting down they just want to get back up again but they want to get their work done because they don't they can't stay being in this chair they talked about how productivity went up like 300 percent because of this chair <laughs> though it was torturing everybody That's funny. so yeah anyway it's, it's just, um funny show so uh, if there's any shows out there that you guys had, had loved that didn't make it, please let us know on our Facebook page. It's Invasion of the Podcast. Uh, we, we're, we're at Gmail at invadingpodcast, gmail.com. We are at Twitter at invadingpodcast. Um, before we get to the game here, uh, I handed Joe a list of the fall fall TV shows and also mid-season replacements, and Joe started having some opinions about these. So I don't know how long this is going to go before we get to the game, but I stopped him. Because All right. All right. I like some of his reactions to things that are coming. So we, we can gauge. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just put this out here now. By Joe's opinion, if he thinks the show is going to last or not. All right. So you, just pick and choose, whatever. All right. This, there's, there's quite a few here. So yeah. I'm just going to try to burn through them real quick. And, and you can throw in your opinions, too. But I'm just going to go. I'm going to go uh, like Cranky Joe on a lot of these because I already did. So we got 24 Legacy on Fox. Okay. So we're going to do so we're basically remaking everything like Hollywood does now but for TV shows. So you guys you guys remember Ghostbusters? Remember <laughs> 24? Keith, remember Kiefer Sutherland in 24? But Kiefer Sutherland's not in it. No. Okay. Um American Housewife uh I'm guessing this isn't a is uh, it reality or not? It's not a reality, but like like I feel like they were like, you know what? Those housewife reality shows are a hit. Let's just make a sitcom out of them. That's yeah. Not, that's not how that works. Okay. Um, Don't think it's going to last. No. Uh, <laughs> APB. This is all cut up from the print, so I can't. I, I don't it's know. about some guy who's like a tech genius, like a Zuckerberg type, that takes over Chicago PD and tries to integrate like a lot of the forward thinking and to try to address crime. I don't know. It. I don't really care. It could stick. It might not stick. I don't yeah. know. It sounds... It's on Fox. So, I mean, if this was CBS, it'd be a highest rated show because everybody on CBS, so... you either have to have fat comedian with sexy wife or crime procedural <laughs> that is like overly explains everything to you, like that spoon feeds you crime stuff all the time. So we got the blacklist redemption. So again, here we go. Another TV show rebooted off of another TV show. Well, with, it's, a, it's a spinoff. Without James Spader. Yeah. So... Yeah, but you do have Famke Jansen. Like, I'm always happy to see Famke Jansen do getting work because I don't know. Like, I no, feel, she's good. Like, she's good. Like, I feel like like they they bring her into movies and it's kind of like a special treat. You're like, oh, Famke Jansen's getting work. <laughs> um, so like, like, like James Spader made that whole show. Like, I yeah. st- I stopped watching it. 
but I was like, the only reason I wanted to watch it was because of James Spader. Not because of the show and the stories, but I was just like, his character was compelling and it was fun to watch James Spader. Uh, Bull on CBS, which is, is, is technically a remake or a spinoff of another TV show, but it's basically Dr. Phil... In his early days, before he was Doctor Phil, and before he, was, he became the TV personality, yeah, and like it's a TV show. It's a drama about his early life. It's like I don't really give a shit about Doctor Phil at all, actually. So, like, are they yeah. trying to get like the like like the mid afternoon crowd and just be like, oh yeah, I watched Doctor Phil in the afternoon? Let's Wouldn't watch it be Dr. great if they try to sneak in yeah. um, like uh, Ellen, like the Hearst sitcom back in and be like, oh, this is before she was uh, the host of that show. Yeah, like, what a, they just start like doing cameos of other actors playing other daytime talk show hosts. Yeah, like and then like this, like they always talk about Oprah, but you never see her. <laughs> Like she's like Mar- so, so you're she's saying like- Bull is like Gotham, but it's like so it's like everyone just wants Oprah, and it's like no 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 Oprah's coming. Yeah, you know you're never gonna get Oprah. Uh, the only de- way you get to Oprah is that you you got to get so, a car. Designated Survivor. Uh, this is actually key, actually key for Sutherland. So I'm hoping this is uh, what this actually does well because I mean you've got you've got um, uh, key for Sutherland. Maggie Q's in it. Uh, we know Maggie Q's always watching you. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Cal Penn, but um, this sounds an interesting job. Obviously, uh, Kiefer Sutherland is the uh, lower cabinet member who becomes a president after everyone in Washington gets killed. That is important. I just wish it was Jack Bauer. Like I just wish yeah. it was like twenty four or no, or just like what was it four years to this term? But yeah. And then we got uh, Doubt with Catherine Heigl playing single female lawyer. Uh, this doesn't look like a comedy. It sounds like a. Uh, thing, but I mean, I, yeah, I don't care. Yeah, but but the Keith Sullivan thing, real quick. He was like a known commodity, and then he does Twenty Four, so he's like a big movie star mm-hmm. coming out to do TV show. When have you seen him in a movie since Twenty Four? He doesn't need to be though. I know, but they I'm saying, gave like, him Twenty Four money. I know, but like, now he just kind of. He also had that other show on Fox that lasted like what was it called Touch that was on for two seasons that didn't oh, take yeah. off with the the kid with the, the abilities. Yeah, yeah. And then now it's just like he now he's just making. The, it yeah. just feels like you know he's like you know what I'm just tired of being around the house. I'm just going to make TV. Um, so I mean, like, good for him. Like, but. I've just never seen a guy that was like a, like a well, a known a well known actor in movies that has now settled transitioned yeah, into TV and, and, and settled like that's it like that oh. I see people kind of bouncing and out like you know and Charlie Sheen kind of yeah I guess that's true you're yeah. right oh, anyway um, so then uh, Emerald City which is going to be on NBC which is another uh, a darker spin an edgier spin on uh, the Land of Oz books in the Wizard of Oz and uh, Vincent D'Onofrio as the Wizard. So I just wish he was playing the kingpin as but, the wizard. Yeah, like yeah, <laughs> I run Emerald City. Totally, I run it. He totally plays the Tin Man, and then the Tin Man just gets stabbed to death. Like, yes, I love it. Be like, oh what? Uh, oh, and then Fox has got the Exorcist. Let's just let's let's reach right into like unoriginality. And so what pisses me off about that? It's like you have a show about an exorcism. Make it the supernatural thing. Make it interesting. Whatever. Yeah. Do you have to call it the Exorcist? Right. You know, I mean, so and, and and well, Gina Davis is in it, and I told you I was like, I really want Gina Davis to pop up with a bow and arrow somewhere. <laughs> yes, that would be great. Yeah, if and most people don't know, Gina Davis was in the Olympics for archery, um, but she's also an actress. Anyway, um, <laughs> uh, oh, and what's this? It's another TV show that's based off of a movie, Frequency. 
yeah. a remake of the 2000 film starring Dennis Quaid and Jim Caviezel. So we're talking to Jesus from from the past. Or no, from the future. <laughs> no, Jesus is in the present. Jesus talking, is in the present. Talking to uh, Jesus' talking dad to in Jesus. the past. So, I mean, this sounds like a good TV show of talking to people through time. Actually, I'll say this much, though. Frequency sounds like a much better idea for a TV show than a movie. You know, anyway, so... Um, yeah, because you could have different things. Yeah, it's all about it. Could yeah. it could be it, of all the ones here that are setups, and you haven't even gotten to the one that's going to make you flip your lid. It's later on. Like that seems like that's the one I actually could feel feel like it fits uh, television best. So then we got another show on NBC with Ted Danson and uh, Kristen Bell. What's this one called? The Good Place. The Good Place. Uh, it's from Michael Schur, the guy who did Parks and Rec and Brooklyn Nine Nine. Okay. So I'm going to give it. I'm going to give it a chance. I yeah, love Ted Danson. I would get a. Sh- I would. I mean, like we'll check it out. But I mean, and Kristen Bell was really funny when she was on Parks and Rec for that half second. Playing uh, uh, people from, from Eagleton. Eagleton, yeah. yeah. Um, hopefully, it does well for her because you know she's got that pile of Frozen money. <laughs> yeah, that Veronica Mars money, not really. Yeah, uh, the Great Indoors, which is going to be on CBS, starring uh, Joel McHale. Um, so all the community fans, it sounds like they're probably just going to get. Uh, I'm I'm guessing super cynical Joel McHale again. I feel like when people get established, they it's kind of like. Um, when you sign with the Yankees, like you just go and get your CBS money, you go and get your CBS show, so you get paid, then you go off and actually do something creative. But he's playing an adventure reporter that has to adapt to managing millennials in a digital department of a magazine. Great. So don't th- care. No, I think it could. I, be, I like Joel McHale though. It, I think it could be interesting considering that, like, just Joel McHale's sense of cynical humor, dry humor, mixed with like. I think they're going to almost just take Jeff because it was like Jeff. Jeff had to deal with millennials in a sense in community. But do you think CBS is going to handle millennials this the same way as they handle geeks and nerds like Big Bang Theory, where there's going to be broad Hope, stereotypes? Hopefully not. You're right. It is on CBS. Mark, like I hate like, CBS. Today. Oh, all they do is look at their phone. All they do is not care about things. You know, like. That's my voice of CBS. I don't know what that. So, the, the and then NBC's got a show called Great News, which is about a news producer that can't escape her mom, who decides to intern at the TV station, and that just sounds terrible. <laughs> you don't oh, think it's going to last? I don't think. It, okay. Let me, okay, I'm, I'm going to give. I'm going to have see if you can. You saw this list, right? I did. No, I'm not going to surprise you. So there's a show CBS is having called Kevin Can Wait, and who guess who's on the show? I've, I've heard. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, God, Kevin, Kevin James. Kevin James getting tea. I wonder who's his wife. Yeah. Uh, all I know is that as my, here's my dark admission. I hate CBS. I actually don't mind King of Queens. That show actually is kind of funny to me. Oh, yeah. All right, anyway. and then oh, what's this? Fox has another show that they just adapted from a movie. Uh, Lethal Weapon. <laughs> Not so. just from a movie, from a movie that's like what um, over twenty years old. Yeah, yeah. Damon Wayne Senior <laughs> is playing. I'm guessing Murtaugh. Murtaugh. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. yeah. Anyway, I heard that. I heard the pilot's actually not that bad. But CBS can't be outdone with the resurrections and the members. MacGyver's back. That's the one I knew you were going to flip your lid about. I saw the thing. I would much rather just have a MacGruber show than I would a MacGyver show. Uh, yeah, I would too, actually. Uh, making History on Fox. What's this? Read the read the, the description. The Pally Meester and Lester play three friends who travel through time while trying to get through their every li- everyday lives in the present. That so okay there's a show that it's not listed on here but nbc has a show called timeless which has three people going through time to solve things too it's a little bit more grand it feels more like uh it feels like nbc's trying to 
do a little bit more like time copy Doctor Who type stuff with but that. But I, f- I feel like depending on how these characters play out, if this is Bill and Ted esque, I feel like this could work. I, but there's two time travel shows competing. There's always stuff yeah. like that competing. Uh, Man with a Plan on CBS with Matt LeBlanc. This, I mean, yeah, it's, immediately it's canceled now automatically. I feel like, well, no, I feel like anything on CBS should just stop. Um, <laughs> premise mm. a contract everybody's probably like oh my god just so hateful about tv uh becomes a stay-at-home dad when his wife returns <laughs> work and discovers his kids are the worst oh canceled yep canceled uh no you know what it's on cbs people will just watch it like well the good news is matt leblanc i don't hate him and he's actually signed back on to do another season of top gear for bbc so he's out there he's going to be out there doing stuff I would much rather do Top Gear than anything on CBS. And that I, Top saw, Gear I saw he was doing good. Top Gear. That's yeah. pretty cool. Um, and then we've got more Wayne's action. We've got Marlon Wayne's getting his own show, just called Marlon. It's on NBC. Why doesn't Fox spring back in Living Color and have all the Wayans join that? Dude, if they brought back on Living Color, that would be amazing. Yeah, I mean, if, if Mad TV comes back, why can't they do it? Because it feels like in Living Color would be more pertinent now. Anyway. Oh, my God. I would, I, would, I would die for some homie. What's Jim Carrey doing? He, could, he actually looks like Fire Marshal Bill now. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> all right uh midnight texas what is this it's on nbc based on the book trilogy you know don't care awesome (laughs) book trilogy i almost wish i would have you drinking talking about these shows i bet you nbc was like dude like fox is going crazy with the just remaking tv shows and movies for tvs be like we gotta come up let's do some books okay that works for hbo oddly enough the book trilogy is by charlene harris who wrote true blood which was an hbo Okay. Uh, it's a drama, which is populated. Oh God, it's a it's a town populated with vampires, witches, and werewolves and psychics. By and hitmen who band together against outsiders. All right. I yeah, uh, I don't know. Well, I mean, people like all the cool, crazy supernatural stuff. So, and then uh, we got CW, the non superhero shows. We got uh, this thing called No Tomorrow. Uh. I'm surprised CW's actually has anywhere on their schedule for a show right now because it feels like their schedule is pretty much booked. Basically, their... just people doing bucket list stuff. Which, okay, great. Uh, Notorious on ABC. What is this about? I wish it was like the early days of the of Big. I wish it was like the early days of Biggie. Uh, it looks like still... it's a drama about no. the relationship between the media and criminal law. Yep, don't care. Uh, Fox has a show called Pitch. Oh yeah, this is about the first female baseball player in the major leagues. Oh, that's kind of she's a pitcher. Cool. It's actually the, the the pilot got good good write ups. So that, that that actually feels like it's a different idea. Zach Morris is in it. Yeah, that would be interesting. He pulls out this really large cell phone sometimes and stops time and then turns the camera and talks. Oh, the to premise people. of that sounds pretty interesting. Um, it screech sells popcorn as long as it's not too dramatic. If if it if if they walk the line of 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 dra- uh, dramedy, then I think they'll have a good they'll yeah. have a good show. If it gets too dramatic, then no. Uh, Powerless. Oh yeah, I forgot about Powerless on NBC. Uh, it's a DC Comics workplace comedy focuses on the insurance adjusters who look out for the regular people who have to cover the damage caused by superheroes. Um, it has Danny Putty in it, so hopefully and it's okay. Alan Tudyk. All right, well I'll give it a chance. Alan Tudyk. Wash. There's your Firefly connection. Alan Tudyk. Uh, yeah, uh, Danny Putty's pretty cool um I, I i would hope that somehow he can tempt the uh the russo brothers to direct an episode or something but <laughs> this could either this could either bomb or because i'm always nervous about like like certain comic properties breaking away into others uh 
uh, the genre types, like well, the, not the, genre types, but um, studios. Oh, uh, okay. because then like they start to kind of get their hands on it and change it a little bit. That's it fair. Have the same feel. Uh oh, guess what's back? What prison break? <laughs> well, now that I'm a fan of uh, Captain Cold. I'm not going to watch. I didn't watch Prison Break the first time around. I heard I, it, like, I heard it. the first season's good, then it gets stupid. Premise, a reboot of the original show. Yeah. All yeah. right. Don't care. So, still can't come up with good stuff. Uh, Pure Geniuses, um, Silicon Valley taps a veteran surgeon with a <laughs> controversial past to head a hospital that will employ groundbreaking but potential risky procedures. Oh, it's kind of like House, but like not as much fun. Yeah, it just sounds like uh, rich people... Trying to play around with their money. Um, <laughs> oh, I just, I just like how yeah. you're so dismissive of all this. It's like, it it's like someone turned in homework. You're like, what is this shit? Like, why are you bringing this to me? I would love to sit on a board of these and just be like, what the hell is this? Yeah. Uh, Riverdale. Now this is interesting. Uh, I know, the, I know what the Riverdale is. Yeah. yeah. It's uh, it's basically Archie. Yeah, but CW Archie. It's, it's going to be Archie. Yeah. I don't know. Why is there a picture of Luke Perry? Is he in this? Yeah, I think so. Who the hell does he play? Jughead. I don't think I don't think that's actually the no. case. Cole Sprouse. Cole Sprouse. Who is that? I don't know who that is. No, I know who that is. I got to look that up. That name sounds really familiar. Do you think they're going to give Jughead like a gritty reboot where like he has um, an eating disorder, but all he can have is hamburgers? <laughs> no, I don't know who that kid is. You're, okay. All right, uh, shots fired on Fox. Uh, the event series will examine the aftermath of a oh. racially charged police shootings in Tennessee town. Um, yeah, I mean that's fifty-fifty there. Like it could be, it's it's pertinent to the times. It is, yeah. but I don't think we need a TV show about it. Okay. Um. Uh, speechless with Mini Driver. Just, just read the description of that. So that this here's the show Speechless. Just read Dri- what the premise is. Driver stars as Maya DeMio, a mother of three, one of whom is a special needs child. And that's it. I I don't know. Like hopefully you know maybe it's going to be a great show, but that doesn't feel like that doesn't feel like a premise. You know that feels like life. I feel like it's a producer somewhere was like, it's like, oh yeah, my niece, she just graduated from college, and she's writing scripts and stuff. Like, just give her a <laughs> shot. Be like, yeah, come on. Like, I'm not saying it's gonna be terrible, but the the premise has to be more than that. Yeah. All right, Fox has a show with Star. What's Star? Okay, it's uh, Queen Latifah's in it. Um, Benjamin Bratt. Uh, I don't know where the rest of those people are. Are they trying to get some of the Empire crowd? The, the drama, which is not an Empire spinoff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Wow, they had to like, we're like, no, no, no. We're not trying to make our own Empire. Uh, follows three young singers as they try to make it big in the cutthroat world of the music business. And make their own Empire. Empire. All uh, right, is there anything else in there? That- we got Still Star-Crossed. Which is uh, it cuts off there. Taken. Yeah, here's which, another one. Yeah. Yep. So it's a prequel series. Oh, God. Prequel so, to the movie franchise stars a young version of Liam Neeson getting his skills. That doesn't say that, but that's. I would like at the very first episode. It's like you have one skill. Very particular. You, you don't have any other skills. That'd be funny if each episode was like a name of a skill or like adapt this skill is you know. Or like each season, um, he has like five skills to learn. One a season. Uh, this is us, which is on NBC. That just got picked up for a full season. Really? Yeah. 
It's an ensemble, an ensemble dramedy which follows a group of people who share the same birthday and whose lives intersect in various ways. Not my cup of tea, but those are pretty successful. People, the people have seen it is like at, at first they said this sounds like it's kind of trite, but then you start watching it and then it hooks you in. Well, look so. at like Crash. Like that's like one of the more successful, similar. Yeah, the movie Crash. Yeah. Um. So people that have watched it have liked that a lot. Actually, time after time, based on the novel and movie. Yep. Uh, which is... Is wait, that a time travel one, too? Fantasy Cat and Mouse Game features H.G. Wells, who's transported to present-day Manhattan to capture Jack the Ripper. I'd watch that. So, wait, H.G. Wells and Jack the Ripper come to the future? Yeah, so H.G. Wells comes to the future to catch Jack the Ripper. I... No. Yeah. No. There's a movie that, that that's supposed to be really good from uh, the 80s that's time after time. Here's my problem with that. <laughs> Jack the Ripper kills his first victim. He's caught in like an hour and a half. Like yeah. modern day, modern like day CSI be like, yeah. it's that guy. Like That's true. He he would not account for that. He'd just be like, they'll never catch me. How did you know it's called DNA? Uh, even though they would have no record of his DNA, but still. Uh, training day. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, I feel like you made this up. Like this nope. list of these shows. No. Based on the 2001 movie starring Denzel Washington and Ethan Hawke, I really don't need to read this premise. King Kong don't have nothing on Bill Paxton. Is Bill Paxton the one playing like the more? It looks like the roles are flipped. Oh, okay, Bill Paxton is the uh, the veteran. I wish it was called Training Day and it was still the same setup, but it was like at a Burger King. He keeps training different people. No, I just want episode. to be like a food service. Like he's just like he's the grizzled veteran. Uh, trial and error. Ooh, John Lithgow. Uh, the comedy finds New York lawyer Josh uh, traveling to a southern town to defend a quirky professor Lithgow. That's a that's from the movie. Remember Trial and Error, the movie that had no. uh, Kevin Richardson, not Kevin Richardson, uh, Michael Richardson, murdering his wife. Yeah. Well, Lithgow should. Have, I like John Lithgow. Lithgow should have quirky professor down because it's all Third Rock. Yeah, he just plays a character from Third Rock. But that's all the right. list. <laughs> oh my God, this is why that I hurt you. That hurt you. That it didn't hurt, hurt me, you. but like. God, that's why I don't watch TV. Yeah. Um, anyway, so any of those shows you guys are excited about, let us know. Also, there like uh, Son of Zorn was in there too. I watched first two episodes of Son of Zorn. That's the one where it's basically like, what if He Man yeah. came came back to reality to try to reconnect with his son and ex wife who are everyone else is real. He's animated. It's not bad. It needs to get better. But like, before it does I, need to get better. It's got to get its legs. Like there were a couple. I watched the pilot. I haven't watched the second episode. Second there episode's were, not bad. There were a couple of jokes where I was just kind of like, huh. It but, feels like it's more of a network take on the Rick and Morty idea of breaking genre and having a terrible main character try to connect with his family. Yeah. Um, Jason Sudeikis is, is um, Zorn. It's not bad. Like um, I would like to see them bring more of his his characters from his little fake attorney yeah. in instead of just having him be like i don't know i don't know i don't like his son like his son drives me nuts like <laughs> you mean um, michael sarah jr he yeah, looks like michael, yeah michael sarah jr tim meadows is great <laughs> yes he uh is. even what's her name uh, oh the, the wife the wife i can't think no. of her name yeah I, uh but and then artemis is in it too like his whole reaction with like talking about how he can't he can't accept the fact that artemis is a woman yeah, like, he, he thinks that his, like Zorn is working for like this uh, sales company, and he keeps talking about how this man he works for thinks he's a, <laughs> thinks he's a woman. His boss is a man. Yeah, it's like a woman. Like it's it's not bad. I, it's just the, like pairing that with um, the Last Man on Earth, which I know you don't really watch, but I, I yeah I didn't get I it. love the Last Man on Earth with Will Forte. It's season three starting now. 
it is the it's the greatest show about the end of the world. Like it's so funny. It's really really funny. Did they did they win or did they didn't they win some Emmys? Maybe we didn't talk about the Emmys. I don't want to get into the Emmys, but yeah. I will say this: what I'm really excited about the Emmys is that um, Kate McKinnon won an Emmy. But yeah, for Saturday Night Live, which has never been done by a cast member, just as like strong female performance, and that's it. Yeah, good, good for her. Just any cast member in the history of SNL has never gotten a Emmy. Like production people and writers and things like that have gotten Emmys, but never a cast member. And I thought that was really cool that Kate McKinnon won an Emmy. Yeah, but if, she's hilarious. She is. Um, if if you've not watched Last Man on Earth, which I I told Joe, give that a chance. It takes a little while to get going. I love it. I absolutely love it. Will Forte is such a strange breed of weird. Like I just if I, did you like MacGruber, the movie? It, no, no. Oh, okay. No. I I just think it just Christian Shaw is really funny on the show too. I don't really like, like Christian Shaw that much. Really? Yeah. Do you like Bob's Burgers? I do like Bob's Burgers, but I kind of like Louise. I like Louise, <laughs> but I don't really think that translates to Christian Shaw. I know Christian Shaw is Louise, but like I don't see Christian Shaw when I'm watching Bob's Burgers. Okay, that's fair. I don't know. All right. Anyway, so that's enough about the TV stuff, and then also our mini little bit about Firefly. So, uh, yeah, again, let us know your guys. Uh, if you're looking forward to anything in the season, sounds like Joe's not. Um, not no. really. He's more excited for like the Netflix stuff that keeps dropping, like the binging things. Like it's just like oh, Stranger Stranger Things is eight episodes. I can watch that. Luke Cage all together. I can watch that. I think we're getting trained to want to want all of our content at once as opposed to waiting. Because mm-hmm. then you can watch an episode or two and be like, this isn't for me, and then just kind of drop it and forget it. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, so anyway, this yeah, is- I feel oddly more inconvenienced if i have to wait to commit to something yeah like like, like did you, sun is orange like yeah. i'm like like i was like i need one more episode or two more episodes to kind of really get it a gauge if i want to get into this yeah like i if, feel like if the, if, if the first half of that season had been dropped like on something free to watch yeah. I, I probably would have torn through all of it and feel better about it and then been like yes it's greater up oh, well yeah i didn't waste my time um like did you did you watch uh, unbreakable kimmy schmidt uh yeah well no i watched like the first four episodes and i couldn't get into it oh i like it a lot so I, but that's one of those shows i don't think would have lasted very well i think i just TV. get tired of jane kransky or kransky <laughs> playing like these 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 unreasonable characters yeah that's fair like she was funny on 30 rock but then like when she was playing that like super rich wife uh trophy wife mom or whatever it was just kind of like again yeah but. but anyway, that's the uh, we're very scattered throughout the show. But uh, but yeah, Sorry. like let us know. No, it's 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 hey, it's the nature of like a fall fall preview, and then also like reminiscing about Firefly. So you can't take the sky from me, but you can definitely keep that theme song away from me. Um, all right. So I wish I still had ringback tones on my phone and make that your ringback. Tone. <laughs> you never call me. Uh, nope. <laughs> all right. So um, yeah, now it's time to celebrate International uh, Drink a Beer Day. So I figured it would just be fun, since it's International Drink a Beer Day today as we're recording, to ask Joe some questions here about uh, fictional beers and see how well he does. So I have a look. It's a quick little 11-question quiz. Um, So we'll start off with the first one that... Um, I, so most of these are multiple choice. Some are not. Uh, first one is two parts. Okay. What was the name of the beer Drew Carey brewed on the Drew Carey show? Oh, my God. Give, oh, give me multiple choice. Well, that one I don't have multiple choice for. God, um, it was it was a caffeinated beer. 
Nothing. I thought you knew this one. That's why I didn't give you multiple. When you say it, I'm going to It's Buzz Beer. Oh, All right. Damn. So then you probably won't know the second half of this. What was the name of the copycat beer that was created in the show to compete against it? So, like, he let some people try it. They went out and made their own version. Did they name it oh, something that different? I don't know. Uh, Cap Beer Chino was the name of it. Um, all right. So, what was the name of Hank Hill's favorite beer in King of the Hill? I got some multiple choice here for you. Okay. Give me multiple choice. Uh, boot Cut Beer, Six Shooter, Alamo Beer, or Simpler Times? Alamo. Alamo. All right. Um, I thought simpler times would throw you off there because it's just Hank Hill, you know. Um, what was the name of the brewery that Laverne and Shirley worked at? Was it Hostin Pfeffer Incorporated, uh, Elsinore Brewery, Schatz Brewery, or Schmitz Gay Brewery? Schatz? Yes. Um, Hostin Pfeffer Incorporated is what they say. What they say in the beginning, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I almost said that, and I was... Mm, and then, but then when you said Schatz, I was like, oh, no, no, that's the brewery yeah. they were. Schlemiel, Schlamazo, Hostin Pfeffer Incorporated, yeah. We're going to do it. Um, and Elsinore Brewery is from Strange Brew, which we talked about that recently. And Schmitz Gay is that, is that one beer commercial on Saturday Night Live. I don't know if you remember that one. Yeah, I remember yeah. that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, with uh, Chris Farley. Yes, and, and they got and they jumped Sandler, in the pool. like, whoa. Yeah. It's like... It's like a Bud Light commercial with ladies, but they just replace with, them with, with all, all men. Yeah. yeah. Um, what was the name of Hank's homebrew in Breaking Bad? Remember, he made his own beer. Oh no. Yeah. Um, you don't remember that? No. Oh, okay. Was it uh, Rockhound Ale, um, Blue Ice, Human Head on a Turtle Back Brew? <laughs> oh, Hank, <laughs> probably Rockhound. Uh, well, and I have the last one for you, uh, uh, Schrader Brow. Is it Rockhound? No, it was Schrader Bro. Was it? His last name was Schrader. Yeah, yeah. But I liked I liked Human Head on a Turtleback Brew. I thought that was just a oh, little wait. too. Oh, I was thinking of Walter. No, I, no. yeah, it was Hank. Yeah, so, no. but Rockhound because he ends up getting all about those rocks. Yeah. Um, was it Rockhound? He he started doing messing with all the different. No, old rocks. is that the name of the beer? No, Sh- oh, Schrader Bro. Okay, yeah, I know why you picked Rockhound now. Yeah, you know. uh, and Blue Ice. They're minerals. I figured that would They're be minerals. Uh, movie. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, number four. What? Oh, that was the number four already. Sorry. Um, number five. What was the beer that Black Dynamite? Do you see Black Dynamite? Yes. Okay. I'm... What was the beer that Black Dynamite found out that makes your dick shrink? Anaconda malt liquor. Yes. All right. That's Woo! right. Good, <laughs> good. <laughs> Richard. Oh right. man, did you ever watch the? the I cartoon? saw the first episode. It was pretty good. I like. I, mean, I love how they incorporate the, the, the. I guess the, the the puzzle solving or whatever to like the like the, the solving plot of the crime of the solving of the crime where they just like tie everything together and it's just like what yeah like, how did you get from point A to point and B it, and if people have not seen the movie Black Dynamite you need to go see that movie immediately it's, it's awesome I, I don't want to say it's like 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 a like black exploitation well, it's it's a love it letter it's like it's just um, Michael Jai White Matt Michael Jai White. White. Just he he loves he loved that whole black exploitation thing and it, like he is a big martial artist so he had to um, figure out a way to do it in a way that his, his martial arts looked kind of kind of shitty. There's yeah, and it's like the way he does it. It's like he's really good at what he does, but he makes it look really bad on purpose, and it's still badass. It's There's such a so fun many, movie. So many good. I love when he, he runs in low girls playing hopscotch, and they're like. The one girl's like, he's like, he's like, oh, I'm Black Dynamite. And they're like, oh, my mommy said my dad's name is Black Dynamite. And then the other little girl's like, my mommy said my dad's name is Black Dynamite, too. Black Dynamite, too. And he's like, oh, hush your mouth, little girl. And he, like, starts walking away from him. Like, I just also liked, I uh, think he had to go to Karate, Kung Fu Island. Was it Kung Fu Kung Island? Kung Fu Island. Yeah. And go, oh, um, don't mess so up. other yeah. options that you had here are uh, Midnight Rambler, Colt 69, 
and uh, Dink and Trinka. That was the other one. But so those I wanted. I I want my comedy to get out there. So, but you got you got Anaconda Malt Liquor. Um, Which of these did Magnum PI have stocked in his mini fridge? Um, was it uh, Aloha? Stolen, stolen avocado water. <laughs> yeah. Was it Aloha Ale, Malibu Express, Old Dusseldorf, or Der Hasselhoff? Malibu Express? It was Old Dusseldorf. Hmm. Yeah. I, I I didn't think you'd know that one, but I yeah. just thought maybe. I didn't really watch Magnum P.I. I thought you might want to pick Der Hasselhoff. Um, all right. And Malibu Express is the name of a really crappy 90s uh, action movie with bikini models, by the way. I, I own it, so you should watch it sometime. <laughs> um, our friend over at Radio Violenta, Kevin Hornsby, bought me a collection of these movies, and they're terribly awesome. So, um, Number seven. What was the name of the beer sponsor on Ricky Bobby's NASCAR in Talladega Nights? Uh, was it Laughing Clown? Yes. Malt Liquor? Yes. Other, ones, uh, other options I had here were Red State Malt Liquor, Sex Panther Malt Liquor, and bad life choices, malt liquor. Yeah. So, all right. So, sure. Laughing Clown is right. Um, number eight. What was the name of the brew, uh, the crew of the Nostromo drink in Alien? I, oh. did, I didn't know this one either. Um, yeah. Was it Dark Star Stout, Blue Collar, Aspen Beer, or Chest Burster Pale Ale? I want to say Aspen or Dark Star, so I'm going to say Aspen. Yeah, it was Aspen. Yeah. Dark Star would kind of make a little bit of sense, but... Yeah, but Dark Star was the name of that first John Carpenter movie that came out around the same time as Alien. So yeah. there you go. Um, which of these is not a real Game of Thrones beer? Mm. That Omer, was it Omer Gang? Yeah, yeah. Omer Gang. Uh, Iron Throne, Fire and Blood, Hand of the King, or Valor Magalas? Hand of the King? That's right. Yeah. yeah. All right. I actually kind of I was trying to think of something funny to put in there, and I'm like, but the funny one would really I stick know, out. I know, and then they had Take the Black Stout. And, and they had the Three-Eyed Raven. Three-Eyed Raven, yeah. yeah so, all right. Um, what was the name of the beer in Kill Bill? Oh, uh, hold on. Damn it. Oh, God. I, the Tarantino. He always does this, doesn't he? Marketing, promos, like, all, just the, like, candy apple cigarettes. It's like one of those things. Is there a multiple choice? Yes. All right. Uh, red apple beer. Uh, Tinku beer. Five point ale or tasty eighty eight. Tinku beer? Yeah. Okay. I bet I like the tasty eighty eight. <laughs> I thought red apple would throw you off because that was the name of the cigarettes. Yeah. yeah. That's a good that's right. a good uh it's a good distraction. Uh number eleven, so there's the last one. Uh what is the name of Al Bundy's favorite beer of Married with Children? Uh I only had three options here. Well shit. All right. Uh was it girly girl beer, wow. dumb redhead, or nostalgia brew? Nostalgia? That was girly girl beer. Girl I beer. thought the dumb redhead would throw you I off. I feel I feel like like Al Bundy should have drank something that not Duff beer, but close to like Duff beer. Like there, um, there was another one in there listed called uh, Yeast and Things. Was another one he drank. And then I was going to ask you some questions about Duff beer because it's like yeah, you know, I'm surprised you didn't have any Duff beer. Yeah. Um, or what else is uh? What are some other fictitious beers? There was a there was a, a lot of them. It was just it was tough to try to come up with questions surrounding a lot of it too. Um, but like Duff, there was um oh there there was. There was like four or five other ones they listed that were Duff competitors in The Simpsons that they mentioned. I just can't remember. Then Futurama uh, has like five beers. What's um? I know Futurama has one. Uh, lowbrow, lowbrow, and then um, what's what do you call it? Um, Family Guy's Pawtucket. Yeah, Pawtucket Patriot. Patriot. Yeah, and, um, I figured that one. Was, you would know that one. Yeah. So anyway, there's your. Uh, there, there's that. Uh, I thought that was fun for a national kind of have a beer day. So when you guys listen to this, have a beer. Uh, maybe not at work. 
Um, I told Paul, like, Paul told me about the game when I got here. I was like, man, I need to get drunk. (laughs) Speaking of that, though, we're coming up in October. Yeah. Um, So we're going to, I don't know if we're going to do a full four weeks of Halloween, but we'll figure it out. We'll Um, squeeze some stuff in. Expect some more spooky, scary monsters. Uh, There's stuff happening in October that's not Halloween related. I'm sure we'll talk about. Um, I might get drunk again and podcast. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Cinema Wasteland's happening this weekend in Strongsville at the Holiday Inn. Uh, they're having a cash reunion from Evil Dead 1. Everybody's going to be there except for Bruce uh, Campbell, which that doesn't surprise me. So, But if you want to meet the rest of the cast that's still there, um, that's pretty cool. Um, that'll be all going on all weekend. Um, and the, from the people I've met from that movie, they've been all super nice. Are so, you going? Yeah, I'll be there. If you go, you got to get a photo of somebody getting you in the, in the ankle with a pencil. <laughs> the, the, girl, the girl's there. Yeah, get, yeah. Have, have her... Just you. stab me in the ankle with a well, pencil? Well, maybe not really, but just yeah. coming at it. Yeah. Because like, that's the... Ugh, still, like, every <laughs> time I see it, that movie's effects hold up like that because that's just... Ugh. Well, like like here in our, our, our quote-unquote studio, I have that Tom Sullivan signed uh, Book of the Dead, which is the original title of Evil Dead. I have that print signed by mm-hmm. him. It's like there's a lot there that has, has shaped our lives, you know, and then Ankle Stab is there, definitely. Woo. And Tree Rape. That's another one that always messes with Dude, me, too. when I first saw Evil Dead, I turned it off after that because I was like, this is retarded. <laughs> like, this lady just got raped by a tree, and uh, little did I know. that you, There'd be worse stuff down the line. Well, I just thought it was stupid. It was stupid. Oh, it's still creepy. I mean, some of it's a little campy now, so you kind of laugh at it, but there's still some stuff in there that's really upsetting in terms of just like, I, not upsetting as in I can't watch it, but it like what it's one of those ones I think that you got to show to people when they're young because then it kind of you know, catches you off guard still, you know. Oh, never mind. Uh, <laughs> no, I was gonna say I was gonna say something about Ash versus Evil Dead, but I think we should save that for something. Else okay, later. yeah, absolutely. That's coming back too. So um, anyway, uh, again, uh, hit us up on our social media. That'd be great. Uh, also, please review us on iTunes and and Stitcher, which I again found out is go to Stitcher dot com and find our show. You can leave a review. Um, the more the more good reviews, the better. Um, that would be great. Uh, um, yeah, next week starts October. We'll figure out something. It'll be it'll be October things. It'll be every episode's gonna be pumpkin spice flavored. It'll be it'll be amazing. Yeah, it will be pumpkin spice flavored. <laughs> All right. So um, yeah, until next week, uh, tell two friends and then have those friends tell friends and also go to the Capitol. You know tell yeah. four because tell four. we didn't we didn't we didn't have an episode last week. So That's we true. Got, we got ground to make up. Yeah. So tell four friends. Tell four friends and they'll tell four friends. I'll tell four friends. 